0: Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Finance here on Financial Friends. This is a podcast slash video series I do here on the channel and on other podcasting platforms as well where I discuss everything that went on that I found interesting this week in finance. I'm gonna go ahead and give my thoughts, my opinions, and some facts as well. So if you're driving a car right now, make sure you drive responsibly, turn this episode up and listen in. And if you're not, Get ready for a fantastic episode. Let's go ahead and dive into things. If you're new to Financial Friends as a whole, this is a community of people who love business, finance, and investing. So if that's something you're interested in, hit the subscribe button. We have just recently passed 1,000 subscribers and we are just chugging along. I really do appreciate all of your support. Let's go ahead and dive into the news this week. First things first is Peloton. Uh, This has been a stock, a company we have talked about a lot here on the channel, particularly in This Week in Finance, and particularly their downfall. Um, Peloton is obviously a bike creator, a workout company, fitness company that was for the longest time selling their bikes direct to consumer at a premium price with a premium subscription model um, And the product was very hard to get your hands on. You had to order through Peloton, show up to one of their like outlet mall style things at a actual mall um, and purchase the product. Since then, since this last year and a change at the CEO position, there has been a lot of change at Peloton and rightfully so. And they actually need this change, this change change appears to have been a good thing. It's appearing to help benefit the brand, at least from a consumer standpoint. So Peloton is now vowing to put bikes in every Hilton branded hotel in the United States. That's going to be about 5,400 different hotels, which is crucial to mass marketing. Take a product that you normally had to hear about from the cult of users. You had to stumble on it upon social media. You had to see one of their um, advertisements. That was maybe a little bit more direct targeted to fitness people. And you remove all of that and you shove the bikes in people's faces. They now are selling the bikes at Dick's, which is a massive sporting goods store. If you're not familiar, they're also going to be selling them on Amazon. And they're now going to stick them in the workout rooms of 5,400 different hotels. That takes what was a previous, very small niche group of people who are basically trying to market out the product themselves because, again, direct-to-consumer means either spend a lot on marketing and and people find out about you or you don't. Uh, Now, putting these bikes in front of people's faces means they're going to stumble onto them on accident. You need actual growth. And you need to be accessible. That is what they're actually doing now. They're actually being accessible. This is, again, like I said, a mass market, pardon, um, versus direct-to-consumer model. The mass market model, at least from a high level, from a, a point of view where I'm sitting behind a computer screen, but from a point of view of someone who is just looking at the business as a whole, makes a little bit more sense because of the price. So... To sell a lot of them would allow you to lower the price. To not sell a lot of them means you have to stick at a more premium product, and they want to be a premium product. They are positioning themselves as a premium product. But the problem with that is, in today's world, with the economy that people feel like we are moving into, and the fact that I can still get a Planet Fitness membership for $10 a month, it's a very difficult sell for a $1,500 bike a $44 a month subscription in a previously hard-to-get product. So they're attempting to fix that hard-to-get aspect. I believe that it's working. I believe the accessibility of the product in Hilton Hotels is going to draw a little bit more demand. The accessibility of the physical product to purchase within a Dick Sporting Goods or online through Amazon is going to be beneficial to sales. Um, but the $1,500 price tag and $44 a month subscription to use your $1,500 product is still a hard sell. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And it's going to take a willingness to change and probably pivot into something that you might not want it to be. If you wanted to be a purely premium product, that's perfectly fine. I'm just not sure you're going to be able to stick there in the fitness world with the current position of the company. And in addition to that, they're cutting 500 more jobs because they need to save costs. Yeah. All right, next up. Kim Kardashian has agreed to pay 1.26 $1.26 million to settle a SEC investigation into cryptocurrency dealings. Now, essentially what happened is Kim Kardashian said, Hey, look at Ethereum Max. I'm going to post this on my Instagram. Go buy Ethereum Max. Here's how you buy Ethereum Max. And Ethereum Max paid her $250,000. She was not telling anybody that Ethereum Max was paying her. and that lies in the problem of not disclosing that you were paid to basically advertise for a financial security. And so because of that, she had been fined $1.26 million. Now they say 1.26 million because she gave back 250,000 of the dollars, the dollar she was paid to market Ethereum max. And then she's also paying a $1 million penalty on top of that. That is literally pennies on the dollar. And it kind of confuses me because $250,000 for a sponsored post, I know to any of us listening, that seems like an exorbitant amount of money. But to someone like Kim Kardashian, I feel like that's kind of lowballing her. But also at the same time, as a big mass influencer that is for the most part on the big screen through like normal linear television and you know, mass media, it's not like social media as much at least. I feel like I mean you're gonna have shows on Hulu and all that wouldn't you want to like really protect your image because your your image is up for scrutiny all the time and promoting some form of scammy Ethereum Max cryptocurrency coin doesn't really seem like it aligns with the values of the people around her maybe trying to protect her image. Not sure who let this one slip through the cracks, but I feel like $250,000 to promote a cryptocurrency in the current state are the previous time of the current state it just doesn't seem like it all lines up to me so i'm not sure who told her to do this or if it was her doing it on her own either way it seems a little funny to me um and i'm not quite sure when people are going to learn to just follow the rules i mean it's pretty simple if you had people around you telling you to do the proper thing someone should have known you got to tell people this is a paid promotion i don't know just thinking out loud i guess the next story OPEC is going to cut oil production by, yes, 2 million barrels per day to increase the price. This, of course, as stated here in the title, defies exactly what the U.S. wants to do. Joe Biden, the President of the United States and the United States as a whole, wants oil prices to come down so that us consumers feel less pressure at the gas pump. Of course, elections are coming up. November is coming up. It's a perfect time for gas prices to be low so that any current administration looks good. This is not a political statement. This is actually simply any administration would want the mass America to be happy so that they appear to be doing a good job. Now, of course, what a lot of people fail to understand is that Joe Biden himself doesn't have direct effect on oil production. Joe Biden doesn't have direct effect on the price of the gas. There's a lot of things that Joe Biden just doesn't have effect on. Uh, This being, like I said, one of those things, OPEC, for the most part, is controlling fossil fuels, particularly oil, in the world. And so if they want to stop oil production, they do it. And you can see down here further, um, there's some price predictions for the cost per barrel of oil. Um, some professionals, it shows here, director of research, they're assuming that at the current price of around $80, we could see barrels go back up to $90 to $100. You're previously, like I mentioned, um, I'm sorry, not previously, we were at $120, we went back to $80, and now we're potentially going to creep back up to that 90 to $100. Now, what that means for us as people watching this video is that the price of gas is more than likely going to increase. Um, Like I mentioned, this is not something that really anybody wants to have happen, particularly leaders of our country. But people leading selling oil obviously want to see prices increase. It's a little bit of a benefit uh, to them to see the price of oil go up because if that's what you're selling, then you're making more. Obviously, again, Joe Biden came out, said he was disappointed in this, but something that he said was a statement, or as a statement was, this was a reminder of why it is so crucial that the United States reduce its reliance on foreign sources of fossil fuels. I think he hit something on the head there, hit the nail on the head there, not even particularly in fossil fuels as a whole, but becoming energy independent. This is a very popular, buzzy statement as of late, but it does make sense. It might cost a little more, might not be quite as effective. I don't know all the legality things around it, right? I'm not, I'm not an economist. I'm not an energy expert. But what I can tell you is that looking at the situation between Russia and Ukraine, looking at the situation between all of Europe and Russia, it seems as though some form of energy independence, but also not jumping the gun on removing fossil fuels from our economy and from our country seems like it's probably a good move now we are a lot more protected from invasion from threats from anything because of the geography of our country because we are surrounded by ocean because we barely even border to other countries i mean not barely but we only border to other countries we're not wedged between all these other ones um and so as a result of that Yes, we we tend to be a little bit more defensible than some of those countries pinned in between other ones on Europe. And then in terms of needing to rely on other people, we have coast, yada, all this other stuff. But making sure that we are energy independent in the case of any type of fallout around the entire globe probably makes sense. And if we can make it something where own homes within the united states you know individual houses have that same energy independence i think that's a benefit i don't know in terms of costs i don't know the effects on the economy again i don't know the effects on energy as a whole that's a long ways away but all i'm saying is that with this with the situation in russia with the situation in the globe it's probably something worth looking into and moving towards a little bit lighter of a situation. Elon Musk uh, has now said, I would like to buy Twitter again, pending some debt financing, um, which has really always been a criteria of this deal. He needed some debt to get this deal. But anyways, he basically said, I want the deal. Let's do the deal. Let's get rid of the trial. I don't want to go to trial on, what was the date again? Um, October 17th. Let's not do it. I'm going to buy the company. Twitter says, good, but we're still going to have the trial. Elon Musk said, well, why are you basically not taking yes for the answer? Them coming back with, look, there's a quote in here that I wanted to read. Your proposal is an invitation to further mischief and delay. Essentially, what we have here is a stalemate. He wants to buy the company. He wants them to get rid of the trial. Twitter says you can buy the company. We're not getting rid of the trial. The judge said, buy the company by October 28th no more trial, we're all set, failed to buy the company by then, we're going to trial. And so what we have now, and I don't think it's a perfect definition of a stalemate, but what it is is there's some things, some voids that need to be filled here. Either Elon Musk needs to buy the company, or he's not going to buy the company, and he's going to go to trial on October 28th. There is a lot more to the story. There's a lot more nitty gritty to the story. If you want to search someone who's really been digging into this, look up Meet Kevin on YouTube after this video, of course. But he's been diving into a lot of the nitty gritty details in terms of um, what's actually written in contracts and and what the law actually says and what this judge is actually saying. So if you want more details, check that out. But essentially, what's going to happen here is Elon Musk is going to buy the company by October 28th, and they'll be no trial or he won't do that and there will be a trial. Either way, I'm going to be watching this situation. And the last thing, it was in the title, it was in the thumbnail, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, has some numbers out finally. I'm sure there's been some numbers leaked or or speculated before, um, but this Wall Street Journal article dives into some of the numbers and I typed them separately on my computer, so I'm I'm going to be looking over here as well. Um, Operating losses widen to about $7 billion. So this company is now operating or did operate at a loss in 2021 of about $7 billion. In 2021, they also generated $61.7 billion of revenue. It's a lot of money for reference. Meta generated $117 billion, which Meta has a little bit more to it than um, some of the other companies I'm going to mention, particularly Twitter, which generated $5 billion in 2021, and Snapchat, $4 billion. So you can see where ByteDance kind of stacks up. ByteDance is a lot bigger than just TikTok. They do have other applications in China. However, TikTok is probably their, well, TikTok is their largest asset. Um, and the company can kind of, it's kind of like Google, you know, it's kind of like Google at this point. It's like, your alphabet, but you're really Google. Same thing. So, uh, TikTok or ByteDance generated $61.7 billion. Now, the company also had some expenses, and this is what drove their $7 billion loss $27.4 billion in the cost of sales. So, to acquire sales at all, they had to spend $27.4 billion. Um, in terms of research and development spending, that added up to $14.6 billion. 19.2 billion dollars in selling and marketing expenses and 75.6 billion dollars in market value changes on a range of different convertible securities. So that could be bonds, preferred stock. That they could then turn into, you know, common stock. Um, the value of those assets decreased by a lot. <laughs> so yes, that is that is not perfect for the company. Now that drove that $7 billion loss, but the company also has a lot of cash. They actually have $42.6 billion of cash or cash equivalents. Again, for reference, Apple, the end of June, 2022 had $48 billion in cash. So this company is loaded up on cash to the equivalent of Apple, a $2 trillion company. It's pretty impressive. It's actually very impressive. Now, in terms of the losses, the company basically said, look, the CEO of the company rather said, look, I get it, we've grown a lot, we need to cut costs, we need to reduce expenses, we need to become more efficient. This company, if public at any point, is gonna be an extremely attractive asset for probably the Chinese market, but also maybe some buyers in the United States or some people looking to be involved. There's been some financing deals with US companies like Fidelity was involved, Sequoia Capital was involved. tiktok is a growing asset bite dance as a whole is a growing asset so um not too much really to to speak about in terms of the business obviously we all have it on our phones we all like it financial friends is over there as well so check it out but um, i just thought it was pretty cool to get an inside look at some of the the numbers that go behind this company because they are a private company they entertained a public offering never did go public so to get a look at some of their numbers, some of their financials is a pretty interesting thing. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you do enjoy or did enjoy this video rather. Thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to tune in. does mean the world to me. If you enjoyed this video, hit that like button down below. It helps out the channel, helps me out and also share this video with a friend, comment something down below, hit subscribe and I'll see you in the next one. Take care.